Thank you. Uh, I'm Brian Miller, CEO and Director at Astra Exploration, and we are exploring for epithermal precious metals, uh, gold and silver primarily in northern Chile. Our, our company was founded on the idea that there are still great opportunities, especially in northern Chile, for these epithermal systems. The area has been heavily explored for copper, but much less so for precious metals. A uh, lot of this area in the region has been held by major mining companies for decades. It hasn't seen modern exploration to any kind of uh, real extent, uh, and it's highly prospective for these types of systems. So uh, we've identified one in particular in that area that's Pampa Paciencia, our flagship asset, and we've been continuing to advance that over the last several months. Brilliant. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Brian. I um, appreciate that. Um, I'm going to start with the obvious. Um, you have chosen to um, do a project down in Chile. It's some not very nice headlines coming out of there in terms of um, the new government's attitude to miners. I mean, how are you feeling about uh, working down there? Better than I was six months ago. Um, for sure, there are, there are perceived risks, political risks in Chile, which are justified. Um, they've had constitutional referendum in the works, the installation of a new government. Um, so, yeah, a, a lot of uncertainty has been introduced, but I, I would say that generally speaking, we have seen a lot of these more extreme viewpoints and ambitions from this administration that have moderated or been rejected altogether, which is encouraging. Um, and, and all we can hope for is to continue to see developments toward that direction right now. So. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's much better than it was several months ago. Okay, so they, they, they came out of the blocks hard, but slightly starting to flag already. Um, interesting, because we're, we're, we're sort of reading headlines of, you know, some of these big companies and big projects. I'm, like, I'm talking about, you know, Goldfields, their, um, you know, their Salas uh, Norte project. We've seen you know, even smaller companies, Rio 2, ready to start building. You know, they've had their permits, licenses refused by... Um, the environmental um, agency and the, specifically the Minister of the Environment is getting heavily involved there. Um, I mean, what's, what's going on? I mean, is that going to affect you? Have, you? have you got what what you need to be able to get off and do your drilling program? My understanding, yes, keeping keeping abreast of the Rio 2 and uh, Goldfield stories, my understanding is that this mostly revolves around the presence of endangered species uh, in the area. So, um, you know, it's, it's a difficult situation. It's tedious at best to work through. And um, I, I would say that to that degree, we don't, we don't have those challenges at Pampa Paciencia that they do there. Um, as you can see behind me, this is the landscape here. It's Atacama Desert. There's, there's uh, no plant life. There's no animal life. It's pretty barren and it's mining country. We're, you know, uh, right directly about 15 kilometers from two major operating copper mines, Spence and Sierra Gorda. So uh, we don't see those kind of challenges uh, that they face here at our project, but nonetheless, it's always, you know, it is important to always uh, be as diligent as you can with these, uh, with these impacts that, uh, that mining and exploration may cause. Right, so it's, it's not a, it's not a case of the environmental um, agency is looking for excuses to stop mining in country. The the, the Rio and, and Goldfields we're talking about Chinchilla, you you're clearly not a lot not a lot um, to look at in the image behind you. In the sense, there's not there's not a lot of vegetation or um, one suspects for Chinchillas to 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 go a roaming. But 
Are you concerned that the government just try, will try and find any reason to kind of stop mining in country at the moment? Or do you, are there examples where people are carrying on mining right now? I think that's the concern for people looking into Chile at the moment. I don't, I don't think that it's the government looking for any, any reason to prevent mining. Um, you know, I do think that there is a, a lot to, um, you know, to addressing to and catering to these uh, endangered species. So it's it very much is a hot button topic. Uh, it's specific in nature. And uh, I do think that that's a very specific and, and kind of one off thing. It's, it's not a it's not a strategy to a broader approach, I don't believe. Okay. 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 Well, let, let's well let's try into other things. Then again, looking at the image behind you, how do you get water up there? There is water. Uh, you know, like I said, fifteen kilometers away, Spence and Sierra Gorda, uh, just five kilometers to the south, the past producing three day precious metals mine. So there is water in the region, and it would be a matter of uh, you know buying or acquiring those water rights in some way, shape, or form. Right. Okay. Okay. What are the other kind of long poles in the tent for you when you're sort of starting up something like this? I'm sorry. What are the long poles in the tent? Sorry, banking term of you know what 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 are the kind of the barriers or the the, the things that kind of keep you awake at night in terms of th things that you may come up, up against when you're sort of starting off like this? Obviously, especially in these challenging markets, it's uh, that's probably our primary challenge at this point is just the the risk off environment. Uh, junior exploration in particular has been hit really hard. Um, so it's that's been a very difficult environment, and that goes for just about any company that's uh, a small junior right now, and that's been our biggest challenge. It's um, otherwise, I, I would say that in our short existence as a company, less than two years so far, we just listed on the venture exchange in January, and in that very short time period, we've had some uh, very encouraging developments, and we've managed to uh, attract the. Uh, the attention and participation of some major industry players. Right. Okay. Well, we'll get we'll get onto them in a second because Mike Gentelli and um, Peter Moroni, I think most people have heard of, and I think a regular on our show is um, Charles Funk at Helio. Um, so I want to talk about the team in a second, but let's start with you. What's your background relevant to what you're trying to do today? To try to abbreviate this without going going into a very long uh, spiel, uh, I, I've been involved in mining and exploration uh, in some degree since about 2005. I previously worked for a junior company based out of Vancouver. Uh, I started out in operations, so I was doing the on-the-ground stuff. Uh, my background's in finance and business, and I eventually... Um, migrated into business development for that previous company. I took on the VP role. I was also CFO. And then we were bought out uh, by Arrigo Metals in 2017. So um, a bit of a background in the exploration space in general. <clears throat> um, started out in operations, kept my teeth. So uh, it's it's been a good experience as far as having that rounded background, the direct operational experience, as well as the corporate experience as well. Okay, and did, are you the guy who kind of put this deal together? Yes, uh, it, it was. There was a few of us uh, founding principals. Myself, uh, Charles Funk, as you mentioned, um, Stuart Smith, David Caulfield were some of the guys behind it when we first got it off the ground, uh, and then added some other people in the mix. Darcy Marud, who's previously worked in Chile, uh, Roberto Alarcon Bittner, Diego Guido. Uh, so we put together a very solid team with some very relevant experience. Right. Okay. So. You've attracted uh, Michael Gentile and uh, Peter Moroni in the, in the latest round. I mean, what exactly were you selling them? What, what, what's, what's the vision here? 
the business plan for Astra is we're explorationists. That's what we do well. That's what our team's experienced in. So we're planning to develop this asset. Should there be something economic uh, worth pursuing there, the idea is to develop this asset into a, a marketable asset, which we can then sell the project or the company to a major mining company. And uh, as far as this last financing with uh, Michael Gentili, Peter Maroney, uh, Dundee was also in on that with one of their funds, a new venture equity fund, and some of the principals at Agentis in Vancouver. Uh, the selling point there was that we had undertaken a very modest drill program. We did 3,000 meters back in March, and we completed that for an all-in cost of about $650,000 Canadian. And with that program, we were able to define about 1.4 kilometers of a very thick vein that was continuous, and we identified two discrete gold mineralized zones near surface. Uh, so that was very encouraging for uh, an initial drill program. And the group of investors was very impressed with the execution of the work, the capital efficiency, and the amount of information that we got and the de-risking that took place with, uh, with very modest amount of funds. So uh, to, to summarize that in short, they were quite impressed with the execution of the team. Right. And I mean, talk to me about some of the grades that, that, that you're finding. I kind of want, to, I want a sense of the size of the opportunity and size of the prize here. Sure. It's uh, so this this vein structure that I mentioned, it's 1.4 kilometers. It's on average between 10 and 20 meters in thickness up to 50 meters at one point. So very large structure. Uh, the deepest drilling that we had done in the first drill program was about 110 meters below surface, so quite shallow. Most of it was around 35 meters. Both of these zones, uh, one was about 200 meters of strike length, one was about 300 meters of strike length. Both of these were open along strike into depth. So we intersected some, uh, some very encouraging results for mineralization. Uh, hole 12 was the best hole that had, uh, I think it was, 21 meters of about almost three gram gold equivalent. And within that was a three meter interval of almost 15 gram gold equivalent. And just an idea as far as it, uh, the, the breakdown of gold silver, uh, that was primarily gold. That three meter intersection was 14 and a half grams of gold. Okay, so okay, so you're getting the, able to put out these kind of high grade headline type um, things, but what's, what's the kind of the the, the drill program that you you did, and what's what are you looking to do with the money you've raised recently? Because you can, everything's going to come through the drill, but in terms of headlines, isn't it? That's right. Yeah this this current program that is underway right now, we're targeting between four thousand and five thousand meters of total drilling, and. A lot of the focus of this drilling is going to be expand to expand those zones of mineralization down to depth and along strike. That's where we think the, the most compelling and attractive drill targets are. But there's also different vein structures around the region. This is from our work, it's all indications are that this is a very large epithermal system with multiple veins. So the first drill program, we even intersected a couple of blind vein discoveries drilled 29 holes or drilled 30 holes in total and intersected vein in 29 of them. So had a very high success rate. And uh, again, with this drill program, we will also be looking to um, make new vein discoveries uh, in the area based on our targeting methods and our geological methods. Right. Okay. And then how are you breaking down that the money? You raised 2.4 million recently. So how are you allocating that um, in terms of the drill component, your, your GNA that you're running at? I know it's low, but... Um, and where's that going to take you through to? How long does it last? The drill program should be in the neighborhood of about a million dollars Canadian. 
And we expect to have that uh, finished up by probably the end of the month here, early August. And so the money that we raise that's in the treasury right now, that gets us well into about the middle of next year. And that completely covers this drill program that's underway right now, as well as uh, a little bit of other work uh, on some of our other projects. I mean, Brian, give, given some of the backers that you got, Mike Chantilly, obviously, you know, he's, he's well known to us, but several of his companies have been on here. P- Peter Moroni, I suspect he's, he's just on his way to make a lot of money as well um, with, with, with the Umana Goldfields deal. Um, where are there growth, growth opportunities ahead of you, um, either elsewhere in Chile or elsewhere in a portfolio type um, approach? I, have you got access to capital? Yeah, it's uh, it, like I said, in these market conditions right now, it's, it's difficult whether you want to raise money now uh, in these tough markets. Uh, there's some groups that, that can't raise money at all at any price. And one of the opportunities that we see uh, currently, if these market conditions are going to continue to persist, is uh, distressed assets. You know, these are high quality assets, assets that have resources on them that uh, you potentially to bring into the fold for, for a very good price. And so it's very much a, a, a you know, multiple years forward thinking, but we also see opportunities to, to acquire other assets that are going to potentially add tremendous value going forward. So I think that to that degree, if you can find the right asset, uh, the capital will be there, especially now that we've demonstrated our ability as a team and, and we've impressed some of the right names in, in the in the uh, industry right now. So I think that that's a great opportunity for a company like ours. Right. Okay. Um, and, and then what? You're going to need to raise some more money, right? Correct. In this market. <laughs> right, uh, you know, you, you 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 know, you look at what you guys came out of the gate at. You know, it's been it's been a t- tough year for for everyone. Um, you don't want to go and raise money at these rates, but so do you just slow things down? Do you sit and wait to the market to recover, or would you just say, do you know what, there's no time like the present? I, it's always a balancing act, right? Because you have the the biggest threat to a junior company is dilution. And so you always want to be, you know, you want to be doing as much as you can to create value and produce results that would, um, that would help you raise money. And so, you know, when we'll raise money for sure, I can't, I can't tell you that for certain, uh, but we are looking at a couple of avenues, whether that's another private placement. Um, we have uh, had ongoing conversations with major mining companies that have shown interest in both of our projects. Uh, they were quite impressed with the team, uh, quality of projects. So that might be an avenue to pursue as well. So um, we'll just have to wait and see as, as the months proceed. Right. Okay. Well, like, I'm, like, I appreciate you coming on, Brian, and, and just sort of like introducing the story, quite frankly. Um, it, it's just sort of nice to hear new stories um, and, and see how people are coming at it. So like, stay, stay in touch as these thrill results come through. We'd love to hear how you get on, okay? Absolutely. We'd be more than happy to.